When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I am so happy to be back in your ears today. I'm very, very sorry I'm releasing this episode a day late, but don't stress, this is going to be a good one. I am so excited to share with you all today's episode. We have a lot to talk about in this week's news stories and issues in the world of intersectional feminism. Let me break it down for you. What are we talking about? Well, on today's show, we are going to be looking at internalized biphobia and also what it means to fetishize women that are bisexual. The reason why we are doing this is because not only is it Bisexual Awareness Week, it is also Bi Visibility Day, and we have two bi queens on the show. So, yes, of course, we're going to talk about what it's like being bi AF. And it would be wrong for us not to talk about what is going on in Melbourne right now the protests, the construction workers protesting the fact that they have to get vaccinated, and all that drama, which we'll be going on to in just a second. But yes, I cannot wait for you all to tune into today's episode. It is a goodie. And if you do enjoy it, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record saying this, but please give us a five-star review. Please share this on your Instagram stories. Please tell your friends about the Nasty Woman Club podcast. Every share, like, review, everything helps this small independent platform. And I greatly appreciate every single one of you. Now, on to today's show with the fabulous professional opinion haver, fabulous bi queen, Clary Garrett. My dear Clary, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. We've already been chatting for like half an hour already, but thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, my dear. No, thank you for having me again, kind of, but this would be the first official time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the first official time. Yes, we can't really disclose what happened the first time around due to some legal issues, but that's okay. We are very, I'm very excited though to have you on to chat with you. You You are a professional opinion haver, so I need to get all the opinions (laughs) of you. And you're well known right now on the internet for calling out people with big platforms about misinformation in particular about covid so this is going to be an interesting episode yes definitely Mm -hmm. yes so the first topic we are going to look at is definitely in your realm it is about who i'm gonna need to breathe for this one it is about the protests happening in melbourne now there's many there's many different protests happening all, all right right now but right now it's particularly the construction workers and the clusterfuck that is happening right now in Melbourne with these construction workers because they have to get vaccinated in order to work. Honestly, I'm even hesitant to call them construction workers after some of the statements that have been 
released. I believe it was the, oh, my gosh, I'm going to forget her name. Um, It was the head of the union council in Australia who Mm -hmm. did release a statement and said that the the tradies were the minority and it was basically a bunch of far-right extremists that had astroturfed their way into the union movement. So I know technically they're tradies, but... Don't, I don't know if we should really be <laughs> minimising what they are like that, I guess, at the same time. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, there are, like, some people that are, like, neo-Nazis there that are just, like, pretty much using this protest, using these riots just to just push an agenda that agenda. they have. Yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, it's just so chaos right now because there's been footage, obviously, you've seen of, say, the police cars getting destroyed, getting, like, the windows smashed in. There was even a rider kicking a dog it's just yeah I um I actually footage. posted about that one because mm. I what I, the, the footage is quite um like it definitely before you watch the footage like there, there needs to be a trigger warning on it because Absolutely. it's very and you see him you know like beating the crap out of this dog basically and it's yeah. like it, apparently it's come out that it was just this um man who lives in the area going for his hour of exercise walking his dog and just got caught up in it and somebody's just kicked this dog and yet they're claiming they're not violent so there's no justification for animal abuse no absolutely not and then there was also footage as well of someone throwing an apparent can of urine at a news reporter yeah I think that was Paul Paul Dowsley I may be pronouncing his surname wrong they threw the can of urine at him put him in a headlock and choked him out and then about an hour later he was recording again and it's ridiculous because he was actually in the recordings he's actually saying like I understand why they're protesting like this is I understand their movement I'm very sympathetic so he's like not aligning himself with these protesters but he was being very understanding and the next thing you know he gets more drink cans thrown at him and you can see like when it hits him he looks like he's concussed afterwards and they had to cut the you know go back to the channel home or whatever you call it because he was unwell because he'd been attacked twice it's just disgusting what's happening and what I'm confused about so this is happening in Melbourne right now in New South Wales, when there was all these um law- when all these rules were put in place in regards to like vaccines and I believe like the all constructions were put on hold for a while. Mm. I believe they're not reopening till next week. There was none of this in New South Wales when all that happened. There was none of this about when that they were told they had to get at least one vaccine dosage. There was none of that. Whereas now in Melbourne, they just chuck you up a big hissy fit. Like yeah. it's just so so bullshit and just so dangerous i can't imagine anyone living in melbourne right now just not even be able to like probably walk out of their front door because they're worried someone's gonna kick their dog or have a can of piss thrown at them yeah and i've spoken to a few i've got friends and family down in melbourne like in the city and a few that actually live near where the union headquarters was where they all were yesterday and they were in their homes terrified like and i i said my friend said this to me she's like it feels like we're living in a city under siege from terrorism because this is what these people kind of are. They're homegrown terrorists in a way mm-hmm. in that they're attacking random people on the street and they're destroying buildings and they're even going after their own, you know, union leader and we can't even come out of our home because we're terrified that we're going to get caught up in it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I have to say as well, obviously, you you and I, we're not tradies, we're not in the construction no. industry, but for the past 18 months, though, people that are in construction 
generally they have been able to work a lot a lot of more hours than a lot of other people in other industries particularly say the arts industry like i have to say this might be problematic to say but people in the construction industry they haven't been as hard done by in relation to how much work they can do compared to other industries no i uh, will probably get crucified for it but i have to agree particularly Mm -hmm. when you consider that construction was I think there's been a few times during the pandemic when it has been put on pause briefly but unlike the arts industry or unlike hospitality for example where like businesses were shut down for months and months and months on end Mm -hmm. the construction industry has have it had it relatively good and they always have because our government loves construction they put out you know your twenty thousand dollar home builder grant at the start of the pandemic to get people to build homes Mm -hmm. and to subsidize the construction industry and yet i haven't seen anything like that for our artistic friends who you know haven't been able to perform sing dance create for what two years now almost because of this pandemic Mm -hmm. it's just absolutely ridiculous and the sad thing as well what i've heard is that a lot of the construction sites in melbourne they were actually already criticized for not complying to already COVID-19 rules and regulations that were put in place to keep them safe so they can continue working and it's just it's just it just makes me so mad because there are so many nurses and surgeons and just people in the hospitals right now that are just trying to just keep these case numbers down and these riots and many of people obviously are not wearing masks many of these people are just spreading it and making it worse making it worse for everyone else and just making this lockdown making this pandemic just go longer and longer that's that's all they're doing they're just making it worse for everyone they're not making it better And I think it's really telling the fact that the Victorian Ambulance Union, they released a statement with the headline, take the side of the health workers, the side is not in the street. And then the Nurses and Midwives Federation, the Victorian branch came out and they said, uh, these protesters are fighting for their right to overwhelm the health system. The fact that two union groups and usually the, you know, union movement, they stick together, they stand up for each other. But when you've got the Ambulance Union and the Nurses and midwives union both coming out and condemning this movement and acknowledging that these people are likely going to directly impact the health system through the spread of COVID because there have been people on telegram saying I've got COVID symptoms I was out there today yesterday what are they going to do about it it it's absolutely terrifying and it's very telling that even the union other unions are going we don't want any part of this yeah it's just gonna be really sad to see what happens because is it i believe it's on third is it thursday that um the shutdown begins or no i'm trying to remember now it's either shutdown begins or that's when they have to have their first vaccination dosage but it's just i'm just so worried what's going to be happening like over the coming days coming weeks even like if it is going to be going on for weeks which isn't the greatest thing in the world because you know people were hoping that lockdown restrictions will slowly be lifted in october yeah and i think we'll probably see them continuing as long as that that shutdown is on there will be at least a small group who will continue to protest and they're doing it every day until we get what we want you know and they've said that so i think we'll see a small group continue to be disruptive and it's very sad for everyone in melbourne who's been doing the right thing mm-hmm. and considering i think they said 13% of victoria's covid spread can be attributed to the construction industry exactly. seeing 
how it spreads now when they've been in great, great numbers on the streets around each other, not wearing masks. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And the thing is, when you're on a construction site, it's not something that's brand new of having to follow certain rules. Like, um, I believe it was, yeah, Josh Reed Jones, he put out this really fantastic video on Instagram, definitely recommend following him. He said that the majority of rules, tickets, qualifications and requirements on a building site are exactly for the purpose of just protecting people, protecting you and those around you from unnecessary preventable risks and harms. So that's literally what the government is saying by saying that construction workers need to be vaccinated. They already have rules put in place to make sure, you know, a person walking on the sidewalk sidewalk doesn't get hit by a crane or something falls on them. Like, you know, or they wear high-vis jackets, um, whatever they're high-vis vests to make sure that people... I was like thinking, like, what are they called? High-vis jackets, vests, (laughs) something like that. But, like, you know what I mean? They already, to be on that construction site, you have to follow so many rules and you have to abide by them if you want to be on there. And, And it's safe for you and safe for others. So... Don't act like as if like, oh, this is so strict that you're having to allow this. Like you already have rules and stuff to get used to. Considering you can't walk onto a construction site without, I think it's called a white ticket. That's your, you know, your official, I've been through the Ah. health and safety, whatever it's called. Uh Considering nobody can walk on a construction site without a hard hat, a vest, and, you know, some form of relative qualification. What, what does a vaccine at the end of the day matter? Like it's, it's something so minor to, compared to all the other rules and regulation on the construction industry. And at the end of the day, that rule is there for the same reason the rest of the rules are there, and that is to prevent deaths. Nobody wants to have, you know, murder on their hand. And I think we're at the point now where if you've got COVID symptoms and you don't get vaccinated and you go to work on a construction site, well, you kind of are killing people willingly you know what you've got so it's yeah it's not great hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We hear about it on the news. COVID-19. Coronavirus outbreak. COVID nightmare. We hear about it during the daily press conferences. Community transmission numbers are disturbingly high. I know it's difficult, but so too is being on a machine to breathe. Yes, we may hear about it 24-7, but what we don't hear about enough is how this pandemic is affecting everyday people. What is it actually like being separated from your partner, your parents, your children, your loved ones, in the middle of a global pandemic. I think I struggle with a bit of the guilt, like it's this mom guilt in you. How are these lockdowns affecting our mental health and financial circumstances? So you're running like on on the edge basically all the time. And why are we all so frustrated with the Australian government? The reality is our hotel quarantine system is broken. It's vastly inadequate. We at the Nasty Woman Club wanted to put together a special series dedicated to the everyday people and how this pandemic has changed their lives forever. We hope by sharing these stories, we can help people not only feel more heard, 
but also feel less alone. So stay tuned for our limited podcast series, Hearts Apart, humanizing the numbers behind COVID-19, one podcast episode at a time. Well, on to a more Something better. <laughs> Something better. I thought we definitely would do a bit of a transition to a different topic that's on the lighter end of the spectrum. The lighter side. Yes, <laughs> the lighter side. And with Thursday being Bi Visibility Day and this past Yay. week being Bisexual Awareness Week, I thought as both of us being two bi queens. Two bi queens. Two <laughs> bi queens. I thought we would talk about our experiences of just being bisexual and we spoke about this on Instagram yesterday about how there's this internalized biphobia that Ooh, yeah. people seem to have, in particular those that may have never been with someone of the same sex or may feel like they're not queer enough or bi enough. So tell me a bit about your, I'm going to say the cheesy word, your journey. My like journey. Oh, journey gosh. journey of being bisexual. Um, I, I, for a lot of, to be completely honest, I'm not even I'm not even out to my family yet. Um, there's a lot of homophobia in my family, and so I've never come out to them. But to my friends and to people on social media, I am, which is really weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for a really long time, I always the way I felt was that oh, I'm attracted I'm attracted to women, but I'd always dated men, and it was like oh well, I'm not I'm not gay enough. To, I don't like women enough to be considered bi. So I never identified that way. And then as I got older and, you know, men kind of just got worse. <laughs> I know yes. that sounds terrible. But That's particularly, at, yeah, but like at the moment, I'm like, I become less bi every day and I move down that spectrum <laughs> to the other end. Because yes. sexuality is a spectrum and it's fluid and it can change throughout life. Absolutely. You know, and I think for me, it's just as I've gotten older, I've gotten more comfortable identifying identifying with the part of me that likes women as opposed to the part of me that it was always the appropriate side like I grew up in a religious household so I think there's for a really long time there's a lot of I have a lot of internalized biphobia because I still despite you know thinking thinking differently and trying to break down that internalized biphobia I hold on to a lot of values from a very strict Christian upbringing and I think you know most people most buying gay and queer people probably hold on to that at some point because we all get exposed to it we don't live in a world that's completely accepting of us yet so yeah and I mean that's just that's my ongoing journey is that I keep trying to break down those values and be more comfortable with who I am mm-hmm. yeah it's so interesting to just hear someone else's experience, like trying to navigate identifying as bisexual. Because yeah, my experience was definitely very similar, but also very different. So I never, I never really had like a come out moment with my mum or my friends because I feel like I didn't take being bisexual seriously. Like I think I, I remember, I remember like mentioning it to my mum, being like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm bisexual," but it was more like a joke kind of thing. Like I just didn't take it seriously. Just like, oh yeah, like I like women. Like I like women and men, but I don't think she took me seriously because I wasn't taking myself seriously. Because so much so that I think it was last year, my friend and I were having drinks and, you know, having those deep, meaningful conversations. And I mentioned the fact that I was bi. And she was like, you're bi? I'm just like, yeah, I told you this years ago. She's like, 
well, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> she, like she forgot. And then it gets worse as well. Then she said like, oh, you're bi like me. I'm just like, you're bi? She's like, yeah, I'm bi. She's like, we forgot. We forgot when each other came out as bi because we both just didn't really take, I don't know, like not take it seriously. But I think, I, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't really call it me coming out because yeah. I had always been with men. And I think as well, I think in my early 20s, I was such a slut for men <laughs> that... You and me both, babe. You yeah, and me. Yeah, I was, oh, bitch. I was, oh, my God. Yeah, I I, I really just, those slutty days, my God, I could write, like, a <laughs> novel about those escapades. I was very proud of them. But <laughs> I think I think probably the reason I didn't take myself so seriously as a, bi, as a bisexual person because I was just such a slut for men that people just be like, oh, did you, like, sleep with all the men or something? Like, what, did they mm. run out or something like that? So, <laughs> So I used to always, I used to always say I was bi-curious. I don't know why I would never say I'm bisexual, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like recently over the years, it seems to be ever since I've been with my, my partner, Daniel, who's just absolutely beautiful. So accepting with me being bisexual and, and just really encourages me to just really let out my bisexuality. Like, yeah, I think ever since I've been with him and also social media, like TikTok, mm -hmm. oh my God, been amazing for it. I've just really started to like own the fact like, yeah, I like fucking women. Even though I've never slept with a, every now and never slept with a woman or been in a relationship with a woman, like that doesn't matter. I can still be bi as hell. I can still find women attractive. Like, mm. yeah, I think that's something that I've learned to really try and understand that I did have a bit of internalized biphobia. Like I thought I wasn't queer enough or bi enough or mm. yeah. But I definitely get what you mean when you say as you get older. Yeah. You like women more than men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people people are really wild about it because I haven't posted my relationships on social media and like since I was like 18. Like I, I keep my relationships really private. Mm. And since having my son who was conceived with a man, mm. people just they're like, but you have a you have a child. <laughs> Yeah, and you know that gay couples can have children and couples where somebody is trans can have a child and two bi people can have a child and straight people can have a child? Like having a child with somebody alone. in the gender <laughs> does not make you any less queer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people, particularly at like as a, I, I, feel, I, get a, I feel like there's a lot of bi erasure when you're a mother who has had a child with a man because it's like you all has been I know a lot of friends that have been married to men or are currently married to men like by women and they're like but you're you're married to a man and or you've had a child with a man so you can't be you can't be by you've you've chosen one side now stick with it basically I've had conversations like that where they're like but you had a baby with a man so clearly you prefer men more than women and I'm like, seriously, no, I don't prefer men. <laughs> I really, really don't. <laughs> so when you have been in relationships in the past with men, have you did you ever find that you had to like come out to them as bi and like had to have the horrible conversation of them saying all the fucking time, Oh, did that mean you want to have a three? Have a threesome? Oh. How did I know you were gonna say that? Fuck me. That has um, happened so many times. I mean I've had four serious relationships in my life. Mm. One of them, which was I, I dated him when I was a teenager through to a young adult and I wasn't out to myself, I guess, at that time. And then the second one I was kind of debating whether or not 
I, you know, again, that bi-curious thing. So it was never a conversation. But then the last two serious relationships that I've had have been with men who have been very accepting of their own sexuality. Mm -hmm. So then when I came out with my sexuality, it wasn't a let's have a threesome because it was like, okay, well, we're, you know, here's another thing that we have in common. Like we're not, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they weren't, I guess I've been really lucky to date guys that weren't assholes. Although, you know, some, some of them have been, and I won't, I won't get into the whole one with my ex definitely <laughs> an asshole and should probably be in prison at the moment for his assholeness. Mm. Um, but I've been very lucky that they've been understanding. But with that being said, in terms of more casual dating, yeah, you know, I've, I've casually dated guys who have then seen me casually dating another girl and it's like, okay, that, that's when the, the kind of let's have a threesome conversation comes out because I feel like as a bi woman, if you're in quite a serious relationship, you're probably not in a serious relationship with somebody who's a little bit of a homophobe, but that more casual relationship you might let it slip and then you've got to deal with that conversation I know I've probably just been lucky but yeah Mm, yeah I've definitely have been with some people that literally just see as if like I have a big massive sticker on my forehead that just says threesomes available now like oh my god there was this guy that I was casually seeing and we're out and out at a nightclub and then he said like oh let's go back to my place there's a girl there that we can have a threesome with I'm just like um, okay, I wasn't prepared for this. I have not shaved. I have my period right now. What? 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 I haven't met this yeah. woman. How? How do you know I want a threesome? Like what? What? Yeah. And he's just, and he's just like, oh, she's, oh, she's cool. She wants to have a threesome with us. She's um back at my place. She's like, we haven't had this discussion about threesomes. No. Like, what? Just because I'm bi, you think my legs are just open? Just like I'm ready, ready, come here, bitches. <laughs> like, no, what the fuck? And yep. then there was also, I've had many, oh my God, I've had, I think this is probably why I have internalized biphobia because I feel like in many instances, me being with bisexual has just been seen as this kind of like a gimmick. And so there was also another point where I was, wasn't in a relationship with these guys. So I was kind of in a weird, this is going to be too much information for some people, but I don't care. I was in a threesome relationship with two guys. Let's just say. A thruple. A thruple? It was kind of. It was, it literally lasted a couple of weeks, but it was kind of like a thruple, I guess. It was these two guy mates and I wanted to fuck both of them, so. <laughs> fuck, have I been in a thruple? Trying to think now. I don't know. Okay, you can tell me this. So, okay, okay, you, okay have I been in a thruple? Okay, I don't know if we identified as a thruple, but basically us three would go out to clubs, hang out. We'd often go to strip clubs and they would buy me strippers and I'd get all the strippers and they would get all excited and watch me with strippers and then at the end of the night the God three of us weird. the three of us yes yes they are they were so very, like that's very just, but is that not by fetishizing being like oh we'll go to a strip club mm-hmm. we'll get you the stripper and then mm-hmm. we will or even more not even by I guess it is by fetishizing but it's also yeah. lesbian fetishizing because it's yeah. girl to girl just that these men just think that's 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 entertainment to them like they're getting entertained of your sexuality which I guess that's the whole point of porn but you know it's still an issue (laughs) I guess at the time I was just thinking like oh this is fine I'm getting like free naked beautiful ladies dancing in front of me who are like having these lovely conversations with and the guy's like okay let's go back home and have sex and it's like 
oh, I just want to stay here and talk to these lovely ladies. Yeah, talk to these lovely ladies. <laughs> I'm having like a realization now. I'm just like, have I been in a thruple? <laughs> Am I just realizing this? Have I been in a... Okay, all right. Did not know this. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so my process, my thought process right now is, yes, I seem to have been in many relationships flings where people just seem to like fetishize the fact Mm -hmm. that I am bisexual and just see it like a gimmick and yeah I think that definitely then affected why I have been so like careful of like being like a proud bi or anything like that Mm. because I just felt like I wasn't bi enough I was just bi just for you know men's entertainment which Mm. yeah can get tiresome and then another thing so I've been a very many many toxic flings and stuff another thing this is pretty much most of my exes, they think that just because I'm bi, they can check out other women in front oh, of me. And like, it's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Like, they will actually say, like, oh, she's hot. Oh, she's hot. Oh, she's hot. Will you fuck her? She's like, mm. oh my God. I even had, you know, I even had a guy that I was with. He was catcalling a woman when I was with him. And he was like, oh. oh, I'm just complimenting her. Don't you want to compliment her because you're bi? She's like, no no and see this is the thing is that men I I feel like men then equate they're like okay I like women and I'm a misogynist so you like women so you must be a misogynist and okay with misogyny too that's exactly what that is because catcalling is disgusting women don't like it but for a man to turn around and be like oh don't you want to catcall her as well it's like (laughs) bitch you're making me realize things oh my god (laughs) like you like you have to laugh about it but this is like like a relationship therapy session oh my god i've realized (laughs) i've been in a thruple and now i've realized as well men have been thinking that i'm a misogynist like them because i'm bi like i'm just having a lot of light bulb moments right now yeah it Ah. just i don't know i don't know i feel like a lot of um by fetishizing and by erasure and by phobia comes back to a lot of deeply rooted misogyny because so often we don't hear about men liking men and women. It always seems to be focused a lot on women liking men and women. Uh-huh, and I yeah. feel like anytime that a woman's sexuality is front and center in anything other than a positive life, that comes back to misogyny. Yes, that is so true. Absolutely. Bisexual women get treated so, so differently to bisexual men because when it's men, they it always seems to think like, oh, it's just, what is it? It's a transition to gay town or it's looked at yeah. as a homophobic lens, which is just yeah. the most bullshit thing. And it is very interesting. Like, yeah, women are fetishized for being bisexual, whereas men are just seen as like, oh no, you're just gay. You can't yeah. be bisexual if you're yeah, you, you don't yeah, you don't know how you feel. Or yeah. you're just testing the waters before you decide. Oh my god. Well, that's <laughs> I've, I've had a lot like that said to a lot of male friends and I'm like, you you don't get to like you're nobody else can determine your own sexuality. And it's just such an unhelpful comment. It's just and so so what like there's a lot of women who have thought they were bi and turned out to be gay and men yeah. who have done the same thing or have decided that they're straight. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, sexuality and particularly bisexuality is such a spectrum and it's yeah. fluid and it's changing that one day you might you know go actually you know what I I do definitely like women a hundred percent and I don't like men anymore and there's nothing wrong with that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So to finish off today's episode, literally an eye-opening episode, I have to say thanks to you. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to finish off today's episode, I think we are going to finish off with some lowlights and highlights of the week. So what has been the best and what has been the shittiest moments of our week, my dear? The best moment of my week is I actually received in the mail from my university an acceptance into law. Ah, that's so, awesome! Thank you. I, I started my law degree five years ago and then I, I stopped it and decided to work because I wasn't committed to what I was doing. Um, and then over the last six months, a very close friend of mine has been going through domestic violence through the court system. I've been helping her navigate it. And it's that combined with other things in my personal life has reignited my passion for the legal system. So I applied last week to go back in and I got the letter in the mail on Monday saying you've been accepted into a Bachelor of Laws slash Bachelor of Arts, going to do a double degree. So that was a really big win for me. I, like I knew I was going to get accepted. <laughs> Because like my GPA was fine, but you know, it's still nice to have that letter and be like, okay, here's what's going on with your life next. So that was my big win. Oh, that's so great. Oh, and just yeah, just receiving that physical letter, like, oh, that would have been so, so great. And especially with what you've been bloody coping through the past couple of weeks. Obviously, we can't mention the details due to legal reasons, but what you've been going through, oh, you deserve this. You Thank absolutely you. deserve Thank this. You. Yes. Thank- yeah, big win. Um, as for my low, I think um, I think what's happened in Melbourne over the last week and a bit, like I always knew that there was in, within the anti-vax movement a lot of right-wing um, extremists and white supremacists, but as somebody who has um, family members who survived the Holocaust, who are still alive today with their tattoos and remember their experiences, seeing just how big the, um, just how big the extremist movement is was quite nerve-wracking and shocking for me and made me very, very sad very very sad because you know I just I worry that history is going to repeat itself and we will end up in a country like Nazi Germany that's that's what I worry about seeing these people gaining movement and gaining traction so that's my low light for the week I think it's just I I think anybody who cares about other humans can't you know kind of has to be sad about that yeah and I I can't even imagine how it must feel for you because as you said you have relatives that have experienced um the literal what happened all those years ago and I can't imagine like you're trying to make sure you catch up on the news so you can make sure you're aware of everything to make sure that you and your family are okay but then at the same time it it would be so triggering to just look at the news all the time I mean it for me like um you know my undergrad was in history a history major so looking at these images over the last 72 hours it looks like the night of broken glass to me that was the start of you know the rise of the Nazis 
Nazis. It's that you could put those images next to each other and they look the exact same. They look like they're taken from the same time period because it's the same sort of violence. So, yes, that's my low. Bit of, bit of a damp, bit of a very damp one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Something that, else. But that's yeah. all good. That's all good. Yes, you gotta you got to share the low lights and your highlights mm. of the week because I think it's important. Yeah, we remember what we've been able to get ourselves through and then also what's been like, yeah, the thing that's like helped us during the week. Yeah. 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 So I think for me, my low light, it actually only literally just happened a couple of hours ago. I found out that um, Willie Garson, who played um, Sanford Blatch in Sex and the City, passed away. Oh, my God. What? Oh, no. Uh-huh. And oh, I... I didn't see that. Oh, oh. God. Oh, he, no. oh, he literally just so passed sad. away and I believe it's cancer but I'm not 100% sure only some oh. news places were saying that but yeah he was like 57 I believe and oh, oh I just, so young I absolutely loved him as a kid I I watched Sex in the City way 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 way, Sex too, in the City fan way as well. too young and I think he was the first openly gay character I mm. ever saw on TV like before that I don't think I ever saw a character on TV that was openly gay and and yes I know people will criticize the fact like oh like you know he the gay character him being the gay best friend that was a trope yeah. and stuff like that I know there's that but for the time when Sex in the City series was made it was just so revolutionary For to sure. have this this gay character on our screens who had these relationship issues who was the the sarcastic self-deprecating sense of humor that I relate to so much yeah. just really really connected with me and just him just being his fabulous self and oh. yeah and it's just oh it was just so heartbreaking to see that he passed away so when they do the revival series when that comes out later this year that's just going to be so hard to watch yeah because he's he they'd finished had they finished filming I think they I think I think maybe. they have done I don't know if they finished but they have done majority of episodes because yeah. they released a teaser literally a couple of hours before oh. announced that he passed away so Oh, it's going to be heartbreaking to see him in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. But... Oh, that's so sad. Gosh, my condolences go out to his family and friends. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think my highlight of the week is pop culture related as well, because I'm just obsessed with pop culture in the, in the world of that, of course. Over the weekend, Dan and I, we binge watched season three of Sex Education oh I don't spoil it for me I haven't seen it yet okay I won't spoil it but it is you know how with most most tv series after a couple of seasons it kind of mm. just like dies down a bit and you're just like oh I wish it was like season one or wish mm. it was wish the characters were as good as they were before it is as good if not better like I Yay. was pissing myself laughing screaming I think my neighbors probably thought I was yelling with Dan I was crying at like the most beautiful emotional sad moments and just the journeys of the characters it's mm. just oh it's just it's just so so good and I honestly just wish I had a show like that when I was a teen just trying it is to such a fantastic series I it love it is. I know what I'm doing now this afternoon I'm gonna oh, go please watch, watch it and message me as you go like just even the first episode you're gonna it's just so much and just oh I just love it so much so anyone out there that you haven't watched later season of sex education watch it right now you will binge watch it 100 percent. you will not be able to just watch one episode so yeah over the weekend um, my partner and I we just got all the snacks lots of beautiful cookies and pizza and all this goodness and we just binge watched it and it was just 
perfection. So yeah, do yourself a favor. If favor, if you want to feel all the feels, give Sex Education season it. three a watch. It's a great yeah, show. Get on it. Yes. Yeah. Well, my dear. I'm so, so happy you've been able to come on to today's podcast yes, thank episode. You. Thank you. I, it's great timing too. Two, two by Queens going to be mm-hmm. talking about, you know, everything and it's going to come out on by Visibility Day tomorrow. Yes, by Visibility yes. Day. Love so that. yes, so very, very perfect timing. And mm. yes, I need to have you on the podcast again because we can just banter for I ages. I know, I love our chats. They're so yes. much fun. And when you come to Brisbane, when yes. you come to Brisbane, we're buying each other some drinks. We're gonna yes. Let's, cool. Oh, we'll go to the beat. Anyone that's been in Brisbane knows that the beat. I haven't is- been to the beat. It's so <gasps> Okay, okay. Anyone what? that's listening that's done in Brisbane, there's this place called the beat in Fortitude Valley. It's the most gayest, queerest, fabulous thing. And there, it, there's like seven different nightclubs all in like one it, building. It's like a maze. You, you get lost in there, but like each, each different room is like another wonderful magical experience uh-huh. of like gayness and just openness it's just so great so yes Love when you beat. when you come to brisbane you're you and i are gonna go to the beach right. it's We're a date gonna, yeah it's happening it's happening yes <laughs> but yes thank you so much lovely for coming on mm-hmm. um where can everyone find you people that are not aware of your fabulous um so on instagram i am Clary.Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. I'll spell it because people will get it wrong. And even though TikTok decided to ban my other account, I am back on TikTok. I am back making lots of TikTok content. And that's just Claz again, C-L-A-Z again on TikTok. I'm, I'm there. You can come find me. Come come hear my, what did you say, professional opinions? Yes, come hear your professional opinions yes. about yeah. particular people with big platforms Thinking about experts oh, about protesters. I've been talking about the protesters as well and yes. talking about the neo-Nazis and the extremists. And I did, there was videos on Malcolm Roberts the other day. And just, <laughs> I've just been having opinions on everyone lately. So. Yeah. So pretty much anyone out there, if you're feeling angry, if you need to have a rage about something and you just want to listen to other people rant, you're the girl. You're the girl to go I'm to. the girl. Yes. I'm the girl. I don't, I don't yell at people. I yell for people. You yell to yourself. You just yes, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, lovely, thank for coming you. on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning into today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. If you're not already, make sure you go give Clary Garrett a follow on Instagram and TikTok. I'll make sure to put her handles in today's show notes. And also, while you're at it, if you are a new listener, a new follower of the Nasty Woman Club, make sure to follow us on our brand new Instagram page, thenastywomanclub.au. Since our last one decided to get hacked last month, make sure you are following our new Instagram profile. Anyway, I'll be back in your ears again next week for another episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast, your weekly dose of news stories in the world of intersectional feminism. I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone. We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded.